This episode of Turns Out I'm Into It is brought to you by the Harley Rabbit Audio Playhouse, a virtual club specialising in kink and BDSM audio fantasies. These aren't audiobooks, they're immersive audio experiences that put you in the story, allowing you to explore your deepest, darkest fantasies, all within the privacy of your own headphones. Specialising in CNC and other forms of sexual power play, these stories are not for the faint-hearted. But if you're curious, then follow the Harley Rabbit to harleyrabbit.com. Right now, we're offering listeners of this podcast a 25% discount on a fantasy of your choice. Use the code INTOIT23 at the checkout and see where the rabbit hole takes you. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Hello, hello there. This is Harley Rabbit back with another episode of Turns Out I'm Into It, a show all about helping you discover your kinky self and live your best sex life. First of all, I want to kick this episode off with a huge thank you to the amazing humans who have reached out to me to tell me that they're enjoying this show. Um, I've had quite a few messages come through on my FetLife account. Um, of people just telling me how listening to this show is helping them feel more comfortable um, and more confident to explore their kinky side, um, that it feels really welcoming and open. And this is really the whole reason I started the show. This is really what I set out to do. Um, and to be getting this kind of feedback by episode eight is just insane to me. So I really appreciate it. Just so you know, if you do send me feedback like that, I actually have a little folder in my phone where I will screenshot the feedback and save it in that folder. It's called Good Reminders. Um, and that's my my little um, folder I, I draw on for when I'm needing a little bit of motivation and encouragement because things inevitably sometimes are a bit tough. Sometimes you don't get the results that you're looking for or you're hoping for. Sometimes you get someone tearing you down on the internet and it gets to you. Um, so I save these really positive messages to remind me that I am actually making a difference and what I'm doing matters and that I am actually helping people. So yeah, if you ever do send me some positive feedback like that, just know that it actually goes a long way. If you are really enjoying the show, um, other ways to support me are to First of all, subscribe if you haven't already. That makes a huge difference. Um, and if you're comfortable, if you could leave a review and a rating, that makes a huge difference as well. All right, so on to today's topic. I thought it might be interesting to have a little bit of a chat about why it is most of us feel awkward talking about sex. Why is it such a difficult topic for so many people? And this is just sex in general, not even kink and BDSM, just regular old sex. And it's so interesting to me that it is such a taboo topic, considering if you think about it, sex is something that affects all of us. We all have sexual needs. In fact, I believe it is one of the basic human needs on the hierarchy of, I should look that up. Hold on a sec. Yeah, so I've just looked this up. The Maslow's hierarchy of needs is what I was referring to. And this is basically a list of the most fundamental needs for a human being to be um, healthy and fulfilled. 
So on the very bottom base, most fundamental level, um, we've got physiological needs, which is your air, your water, food, shelter, sleep, clothing, and reproduction. Now, you could argue that reproduction implies sex. That's kind of how things work. Um, But sex isn't always about reproduction, right? So the next level, we've got safety needs, which is about your um, personal security, employment, uh, health and property. And then above that, we've got love and belonging. And this one includes friendship, intimacy, family and a sense of connection. And I definitely feel like sex falls on this tier of that hierarchy. If sex is so fundamental to our health and prosperity, then why is it so hard to talk about? Um, I was having a conversation the other day about this and the person I was talking to said it's similar to death. Death is another topic that affects every single one of us, but it's something we're so uncomfortable with speaking about. It's also something that we might have been much better at speaking about in um, ancient times, but our modern day culture has really moved away from that. So why is that? Why have we become so incapable of having open and real conversations about our sex lives? Not just with our friends or people in our life, but with our intimate partners. So many people in relationships out there are not able to communicate their needs. And that lack of communication causes so many issues within the relationship because people's needs aren't being met. And this isn't a skill that we are taught. We Nobody tells us at school how you're supposed to have these conversations with your partner. In fact, our society as a whole kind of reinforces the opposite. If you think about the way sex is represented in the media, in TV and movies, think about any rom-com ever. (laughs) And there's this classic scene of when the the couple finally get together and they have this beautiful, passionate sex and it fades out or it cuts away to this next scene of them laying next to each other, panting with big smiles on their faces, thinking, oh, that was amazing. You know, they just had the most amazing mind-blowing sex and it's just meant to work like that and the underlying message of this is that all you have to do is find the right person and sex just works everything's great but this is pretty unrealistic right sex requires a lot of communication and learning and trial and error i was actually reading an article about this um when i was researching for this episode There was an article in The Guardian where the author was saying it was a good thing that Hollywood sex was nothing like real sex because actually, let me read a quote to you to illustrate this point. I think it'll be on my phone. Yeah, here we go. So this article, if you're curious, the article is called Sex in Real Life Isn't Like Sex on Screen. And that's a good thing. Um, It's written by Stuart Heritage. So Stuart says... If sex on screen were in any way representative of what sex is like in real life, it'd be miserable to watch. Films would need to come with sick bags and disclaimers warning viewers against scenes that might cause shame and guilt. I find this article absolutely infuriating. I don't know about you, but this viewpoint that we need to make 
sex on screen so dramatically different than what it is in real life implies that we have to cover up something disgusting and shameful. And that's not the case at all. When you get together with a new partner, no, the sex doesn't just happen, but this process of you working it out together is actually really intimate and fun and exciting in itself. There's nothing to be ashamed of about that. Part of the thrill of a new relationship is discovering what each other like. And I don't think this is something that we need to hide away from. The fact that sex is so misrepresented on screen is actually really harmful in my opinion because the message that you're putting across is that it's just supposed to work and there's no need to have a conversation about it. If it doesn't work, then there must be something wrong with you or wrong with the relationship. And that's where the real shame and guilt manifests. If you're not happy and not satisfied in the sex that you're getting, if it isn't just happening for you and it's not expected that you can have a conversation about it, then you're going to internalize that as some kind of failing on you that you have no ability to work on or change. And that sucks. Now, so far I've just been describing regular old vanilla sex. If we can't even talk about that with our partners, then how on earth are we supposed to have a conversation around kinky desires? This brings me to a new point, which is in our culture, in our society, there is one very particular type of sex that is okay. And that is generally a heterosexual couple, passionate, romantic, um, maybe a little bit of male dominance. That's what we would call normal, acceptable sex. So if you are going to have a, you know, quiet conversation about sex, that's the kind of sex that's okay to talk about. But that is a very narrow scope of what human desires actually look like. And if you want to get an idea of how broad this actually is, go to FetLife and check out the list of fetishes that you can list on your profile. It is endless. People's sexual desires are so diverse and so interesting that it is such a shame that we've really narrowed down one very particular type of sex to be the only sex we can talk about, if we can even talk about it. If you're listening right now and you've got some desires that you'd like to try, but you are feeling a sense of shame or you don't know how to bring it up with your partner, then please know that that is not any kind of failing of yours. This is the world that we live in, the society that we live in right now. The world is extremely conservative, but it is slowly getting better. Unfortunately, there are ways of having these conversations like this podcast um, that enable people like yourself to get better information um, about how to explore their own sexuality. It's just still got a long way to go. You know, a couple of episodes ago, I was telling you how I got banned from Instagram within two days um, just for talking about kink. 
but I do get to have a podcast like this where I can talk openly about it and no one's coming to arrest me. So, you know, you got to take the good with the bad. I guess the, the key takeaway here, I'm, I'm hoping that you're getting out of this, is that this sense of shame around sex and kink particularly um, is something that's so deeply ingrained in our society. And I think that recognising that, recognising that that's a failing of our society and not you as a human being, there's no nothing wrong with you for having these desires. And there's also nothing wrong with you for having trouble expressing those desires as well. So don't beat yourself up if you're struggling to have these conversations. But I think recognizing the influence that our culture as a whole has on us is the first step in letting go of that shame and becoming more confident. Now, an example of this that comes to mind, um, and I'm sure that you listening will have stories, similar stories, um, but I'm just thinking about when I was younger um, and I was watching a, I think it was like a CSI or a crime show, and the opening scene showed this, mysterious um building it was like a brothel I think and in one of the rooms you could hear a man screaming and then he busts out of one of the doors and runs down the hallway and he's dressed in a like a baby he's dressed in a diaper with a, a bonnet and a pacifier in his mouth and he's like calling mummy or something like that running down the hallway and I just remember how that scene really was the first time I'd ever seen this kind of play. Um, and that first impression showed that kink as being something weird and like comically weird. These people are freaks that are into this. So that was my first introduction to age play. Um, and that stayed with me without me even realizing that I, it stayed with me as a judgment on this whole area of kink. Age play has always been, since that moment, has always been something that is really perverted and wrong. And I could never be into that. But turns out when I actually met some people who were into age play um, and they were perfectly normal, awesome people, I remember having this conversation with Slade about it where both of us had been very defensive, like thinking, oh God, no, that's not for for me as we were talking about it. But then we started to maybe entertain the possibility that maybe it could be fun to try that. I don't know. And that first little hint of open-mindedness where I could let go of those preconceived judgments about age play allowed both of us to explore something new and turns out I'm kind of into it you know it's not my favorite kink but for me um being able to experiment with my little self and channeling my inner child like that has been really really fun and really freeing it is really nice to put on a little onesie and feel really cute and get 
my partner to give me big cuddles and read me a bedtime story and watch a kid's movie together. For my birthday a couple of years ago, he decided that he would organize my big girl birthday and my little birthday. So we did all my normal stuff that you do as an adult celebrating your birthday, but he'd also organized a chocolate cake with candles. And um, I think he bought me like he bought me a bunch of presents for my little self. And it was like Play-Doh and a coloring book and a plushie. And it was really fun for the both of us. We both got to explore different sides of ourselves. For me, it was letting my inner child take the reins for a little while, which I won't get too deep into that rabbit hole right now, but that has actually been quite healing for some childhood stuff that I've got going on. And for Slade, it enabled him to get to play the dom role that he likes, but in a way that's really nurturing and protective. So this was really a moment where both of us decided from then on we weren't going to be judgmental or dismissive of anybody else's kinks because what do we know unless you've tried it yourself and even then like there's things that I'm not into but I totally get why people are into that and that's awesome anyway hopefully you've pulled some value out of this episode I wasn't expecting to be sharing stories about age play here but it really felt like the best example It really demonstrates this point of how the culture that we grow up in really influences our own judgments. And unless we're aware of that, we never actually get a chance to take a step back from those judgments and figure out whether they're actually true for us. All right. I think I might leave it there today. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you did, please remember to subscribe, leave a rating and a review if you can. Um, And till next time, play safe, have fun, and I will see you soon. Bye. Turns out I'm into it. Into it. Into it. Thanks for listening to Turns Out I'm Into It. If you've enjoyed this episode, please remember to hit subscribe and leave a rating and review. This will help other people just like you to find this podcast. If you have any comments or questions, you can reach out to me on FetLife or through the Harley Rabbit website. My name on FET is Harley Rabbit, all one word, or you can message me direct through the website. Go to harleyrabbit.com forward slash podcast. I hope you've enjoyed listening to the show. I will be back soon with another episode exploring the wonderful world of kink. Turns out